Welcome to Publishing Gribble, the podcast that breaks the rules and helps you kickstart your career as a successful nonfiction author and entrepreneur. I'm your host, Melina Benson. If the thought of getting publicity for your book is intimidating, this episode is for you. Nicknamed the PR fairy godmother by press and founders alike, Sabina Hitchin is an entrepreneur, speaker, and media contributor who has, see, who has been dedicated to shining a spotlight on small business owners and entrepreneurs of all kinds for over 17 years. Sabina is the founder and CEO of Press for Success, an innovative platform renowned for its PR education, media interviews, and valuable resources. Entrepreneur Magazine has even highlighted the platform for its ability to empower founders and small business owners, transforming them into confident PR pros. I know listeners will love that. Sabina has been featured in various media outlets, including Good Morning America, NBC News, ABC News, Entrepreneur, USA Today, Forbes, and the New York Post, uh, and more. So... PR fairy godmother. How did that happen, Sabina? And welcome to the show. First of all, it's so good to be here. Thank you for that lovely introduction. And like all things, probably some of your listeners and authors, it was all accidental, right? We we follow the next right step in our career. So I used to work in education and curriculum design. I taught history and political science. I needed my New York City chapter like some people have. I moved there with no plans and fell into a career. A friend said, I've got this job opening I can refer you to in PR. And I was literally Googling like, what is PR? What is that? And I thought, just send me there. I'll figure it out. But I quickly took to it. I fell in love with it. But then because I will always be a teacher at heart, I kept thinking, how can I make this more accessible to people you know, like authors, small business owners. So long story short, that was my path. And now they call me that because I'm always sprinkling PR fairy dust everywhere I go, trying to show people the possibility that lies within their chances for press. All right. So before we dive in, let's just make sure that all listeners know what PR is and why authors should care about it. Yeah, because Sometimes we hear it, and especially in this wild, wild west of information and experts of all kinds, we like get mixed messages about what it is. So PR is getting free coverage, and that's important to hear as well. Sometimes out there, there'll be people saying, pay me for guaranteed coverage that is not press, run the other way. So it is free coverage in websites and television and magazines. In your case, it would be talking about your book or your expertise or something like that. So stories that spread the message of you spreading visibility and awareness about yourself, your book, or your brand. But again, it's not like contributing blog posts or paying for coverage. Those are amazing different types of marketing yourself, but press is someone else writing about you, validating you, and elevating you. All right. So what we're talking about here is exposure through press media. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And nothing that you're paying for, nothing you're doing the work for. And that when you're saying like, why? Because that helps people find you, choose you, trust you, get to know you, all those things that only press can really do. Okay. So what are the common or some of the common misconceptions that newly published authors have about getting press for their books? Oh my gosh, so many. I think 
one thing I see, and this is why maybe we're also talking is we think if we're working with somebody who's publishing for us, they're going to, or we bring in someone for PR, they'll do all the work, but the work is also you, right? When we're putting anything out, you have to do the work for your PR and your marketing and your stuff like that too. So number one, it's on you the whole time. Number two, it's not just for other fancy authors or celebrity authors like Renee Brown and Oprah and like Gary Vee. It's for all of us. It depends. Like people, all of you have a message, a story to share, expert advice, something like that. So there's an audience for that. It's more about positioning yourself, understanding how it works. And the last misconception, and we'll talk about this more later, is that um, the only kind of press and the most powerful kind of press is like getting your book on book lists. When really that's just like the tip of the iceberg. You are an expert, an authority figure, someone who probably has a story or transformational moment to share. All of that will give you much more big and powerful press than any book list will get you. So um, I know that I see, I see that uh, it's the few of my authors who do a lot in this area. Most focus in other areas and not so much on on getting a publicity like like this. So I ask, I think they find the do-it-yourself publicity a bit daunting. Yeah. And it's funny because like you're saying they do other things. So like we're okay struggling through Instagram, which is to me like, oh, it's like totally out of your control. And you don't even know you're like putting hours and hours in for a reel that sometimes, you know, 100, 200 people see or larger, but it's not in your control. It's not even a platform that is yours. You could disappear tomorrow. Or you're like struggling to build a newsletter list when PR once you understand it, like we pull the, the hood off and look underneath it, it's not impossible. And there's so much opportunity for you there. So I think it's more like the mystery behind it. There's a lot of people out there talking about trending audios and newsletters and building lists. There's not enough talking about PR. So it becomes scary, but we're going to demystify that today. Yeah. So what are some of the key the first steps that, that an author should take? When are you ready for PR ex uh, media exposure like this? That is a great question because I think there are two ways to look at this. Like you could say, well, I'm ready when my book is out so I can promote myself. But I would argue you're actually ready when you are a human or an executive or an entrepreneur or someone who has a platform, right? You might be a nutritionist with a fantasy or you're working on a book, but now is the time to build your press footprint, to build your authority. So people see you other, number one, it's going to get you more cut like book readers if you're going for a traditional publishing deal, it's going to get you that way. So I would argue start before the book. But if you're like, well, too late, then the minute you have a book that's available and ready, but really anytime you're tuning in, as long as you have a website, a point of view, and some way people can connect with you, right? You don't want to go on the press, have no website or social footprint. And everyone's like, oh man, she was amazing. How do I find her? So you just need something to say that is a value, which I'm guessing if you're tuning in, you do, you're an author. And then you need to start building that platform as an expert and an authority figure now, as opposed to waiting for your book. I like that approach because then when your book is ready to share, again, let's say you're a nutritionist with a book to share, the press already know you. You say, hey, Carol, I've got a book. Would you like to talk? I have like a next level thing to share. So that's what I would advise. But again, anytime's a good time as long as you have somewhere people can find and connect with you. I think there's a myth that uh, the best time to 
uh, approach media is right before your launch or like so that they have the story ready for uh, for right before your launch is that a myth or is there something about it i think it's a myth because again like also it's putting so many eggs in a basket of like media behind the scenes it's 2023 when we're talking about this the pandemic shifted everything media short staff there's not a lot of people working there they're busy So if you're waiting until that moment right before your book launch to start, you are a stranger now competing with thousands of other authors to get attention. And the real estate is so small. So you're like, oh, I hope this works for my launch. Instead, I would say, like, I'm right now working with an author whose book isn't coming out until 2024, but she's building up now, working on local TV segments to feel comfortable sharing her tips working with some dot-coms because she feels comfortable with that. And then she'll slowly build up that momentum. Not to say that you're too late if your book comes out next month, but the time is now to start building a little bit of like, we can talk about what to do. But again, like you say, I think it's a myth. It's waiting too long. Of course, you're not going to announce your book launch seven months before your book launch with nothing to show people, but you're going to announce the arrival of you and what you can bring to the table, the expert tips you can share, the story plus advice you can give. Now is the time to start cooking that up. Yeah. And I just want to make sure that listeners are also aware that actually most successful authors, they sell a lot of books before the book launch. Uh, so mm-hmm. so it's definitely worth uh, considering a longer pre-sales period also before the actual release. Uh, and I guess this would, this, these are initiatives that would support that. And also just to like play the other side of that, you guys are getting so much insider information. You can also remember that again, the world is different. How we consume content is so different. So just, you are not limited to, oh gosh, this is the month my book launches and then it's over, right? It is more about, well, you can have your initial launch, but then again, think about what's the topic of your book. Is there something timely going on? Let's say you're talking about kids and social media and screen time or something, and a study comes out, reintroduce your book, right? There's so many ways to bring your book back to the forefront when people are ready to talk about it. So the old-fashioned way, I would say, is thinking it's only for my launch, and I send a press release out, and I cross my fingers. Now it's like, let me build up beforehand, and let me remember there's opportunity to share it afterwards as well. So what are some of the first steps an author should take? So let's say, and this is someone who like has their book right now, or at least it's in, it's in the making. Like you sort of, you know, your book is coming, right? So let's say we have a, let's say we have a title and we know exactly what the book is about. about. And is the book created? Like, is it coming out in three months or six months or what are we looking at? Yeah, usually, usually when I work one-on-one with authors, what I, uh, while we are still editing the manuscript, we nail the title. We do the keywords analysis, and all of all of that goes into that. It's just not. It's not just what sounds good. There's a lot of technicalities to there. But quite early, long before we finish the editing, we know exactly what the title is going to be, and at that point, we actually also create the cover. So long before the manuscript is even done, we create the cover and we do that so that we can create those nice mock-ups where it looks like you have a f- finished book and you can start sharing those. So let's say I that's love, the point okay. we're at. Let's we receive this person. So a couple, like we're going to go to two different things. The first thing I want this person to do 
is to, let's say it's a woman who talks about financial freedom or something. So as she's writing that book with you and talking about the secrets to financial freedom, and she has this new coming soon in like, you know, November, 2024, like January, 2024 book coming out with a cover. She can show the press as well. So the first thing I would have her do is start saying, okay, let me get my foundational things in order. Uh, do I have a functional bio that stands for who I am? Do I know, know the core messaging of like, what kind of tips do I share? Because what you're really moving towards is getting this author into press outreach that lets people know who they are, why I should care about you. What, what makes you different? Are you a woman who created your own path to financial freedom after being in debt and you found the solution and now you're here to help other people find their solutions. So you're finding all that messaging, even as you're working in the book, because then what you can start doing is engaging with the press before your book, sharing expert tips, sharing your story of transformation, knowing that your book is still coming, but you want to get people excited about you. So someone's saying, okay, that sounds easy to say, Sabina, but what does that mean? So some very basic things you can do is start saying, okay, as an author of a nonfiction book, there are three sort of stories I want to practice and mind and pull out for myself that I will be sharing with the press. One are my expert tips. I need to know what expert advice I'm going to share with the press and start pulling out examples like three things you should never do if you're trying to get rid of debt or I'm a financial expert and these are the five things I do to have perfect credit or something. So I start thinking of tip ideas. So I'm preparing myself as an expert ready for the press. I'm also preparing like, what is my story? How do I introduce myself to people? That's like, hi, I'm Sabina. I help small business owners and experts and authors figure out how to get press confidently and successfully. So you're thinking about what is the story of me as an author, expert, entrepreneur I'm going to be telling. And the third thing I want you to start examining as they're working with you in a book and you're preparing is what stories are happening in the world right now that I can respond to. If there's a financial crisis with people, can I speak to that as an expert? If it's an argument at women, women's reproductive rights, can I speak to that as a memoirist? Again, where am I showing up? So first, you're just ideating and thinking, because once you know those are three powerful stories you can share as an author... You're going to start thinking about that all the time. And then what you're going to start doing is you're going to start thinking, well, oh my gosh, I just saw somebody doing a story about that in Business Insider. I want to be in business. Or like, I just saw someone talking about that in Well and Good. I want to be there. So the second thing I want you to do, and like, we're really getting deep here because you deserve press, is you're going to start recording in some kind, I call mine a PR home base, but some kind of spreadsheet where you're going to start writing down the places where you'd like to appear. And that can feel overwhelming, but I start with places like my local press. And then I start with places like dot coms and places that talk about the content of which my book is, right? So you're starting to write those places down because we haven't asked you to do anything major yet. But what you're doing now is subconsciously, you know, there are three stories that you like, what expert tips do I have to share? What is the story of me? Like, who am I? A lady who overcame debt and is now helping other people. And then what stories are happening that I could piggyback on and add to? So you're thinking of those things as you're working on your book, because that's how you're going to start showing up in the press. And then you're also starting to say, well, where do I belong? Because once you start planting those ideas 
in your head, you're going to start finding those answers. Once you learn press, you can't unsee it. You can't read the internet anymore and not be like, wait, I belong in this column in InStyle magazine, or, oh my gosh, Marie Claire is writing up new books. I should be there. So you're starting to record those things. Those are some baby steps that get you in the game, right? And then you start moving into more moves. But I think those are ways to start seeing, okay, these are three stories I can really add to the world. And these are some places I'm starting to look at where I can do that. So how do I then approach these media? Is it uh, like a, I, I, quite often authors think in press releases. So it's like one message that goes out to everyone, maybe a couple of variations that goes out to a lot of different media, uh, like a, a little bit of a Sherlock <laughs> Or uh, is it more of developing a full media kit or a website that kind of gives all of those materials? Or how would you go about it? Yeah, so the first thing is like I'm not a fan of a press release. I feel like they're antiquated. And by virtue of you sending one, you're saying to someone, I just sent this to like a hundred other people, or I sent it out on the newswire to thousands of people. And these people just get press releases all the time. So to think that they're going to be like, oh my gosh, this is the press release I'm going to open and then read and be like, let's do a story on this book. It's totally untargeted. I would first tell you stick to email. Like you can have a press release about your book because it's full of the information you need, but that's not going to get you press. That's what you give them when they say, give me information about your book. Here's my press release. Here's my media kit. Yes, here's my website. You want it to be so easy for them to cover you. But let's give you two examples. One would be, let's say you really want to be in, let's think big, like People Magazine's book guy, right? And so you there's a weekly opportunity to get your book in there. So you're not going to like hard approach them with a press release or send that out into the universe and hope they find you. The first thing I would say, whether it's People Magazine or you want to share your expert tips in Mind Body Green or something, you first start looking at like, who's the best person for my story, right? Not everyone cares about you. If you're a nutritionist, don't write the financial editor. So first saying like, who seems like they care about what I write about? Do a quick search. You know, it's you can find that with a little bit of research. And then before you send anything, start connecting with them on social media. I think it's important to establish a relationship. Another thing I do before any kind of interaction is I'll send them an email. Like if you want to be on a book list somewhere, you would never approach the book list without having read it and examined it. So you know that your book belongs on it. So let's say you want to be in the mind, body, green, like, you know, 2024 New Year's books to read list. You would look to see who's covering that and other things they're doing. And you would approach them and say like, oh my gosh, Carol, I love the story you did on books for a transformation. My favorite one was this. I read it. Thanks for the recommendation. By the way, I'm an author. I'm going to keep you posted on my own. But like, again, connecting with them and letting them know. So when you ask, like, should we send a press release? I'm like, let's go three steps back. Let's figure out who you need to send it to. Let us establish a relationship with them first. And then when you're ready to make that first move, whether you want to introduce your book that's available even in a galley copy, because you can't just tease something out that doesn't exist, or if you want to share tips, they will recognize your name and you're going to go directly in with an email. Nobody wants to read a press release. Just ask for what you want on an email. 
Perfect question. I'm like glad we're doing this because otherwise I love your podcast because otherwise people are like, okay, thanks. Great. Um, a couple things. Number one, like stop overthinking it. It's PR, not ER. At the end of the day, email like press pitches, though it's a lot of pressure because we think like this could change my life. It's just email communication that is done in business. So the first thing I'll say is like when you and I were emailing, if one of us missed an email, the other one would follow up. We weren't like, oh my gosh, is she gonna hate me? Is she gonna ruin me? We're just like, hey, wanted to follow up on this. So first take away this whole fear that you're probably letting yourself do. And then think to yourself, this person gets hundreds of emails. They do not want a wall of text that they can't decipher what is coming at them. So what I like to do is break it into a very clear like formula for a pitch. Number one, your subject line should never be confusing, which I think people think like newsletter subject. They think like, I can't believe she did that, dot, dot, dot. And that would maybe be compelling for a newsletter, but a press person's like, what? Delete. So you want to say like, you know, expert reveals three uh, tips for financial freedom or new release chronicles the ADHD journey of entrepreneurs, whatever. So be very specific on why you are reaching out in the subject line. You don't lead with your book title or your name unless you're Brene Brown, because they're like, oh, great, Susie Smith doesn't mean anything to me. So again, tell me what I'm getting in the subject line. And then you go into an introduction that is only a few sentences that is laying out who you are, showing them through that introduction, like why you would matter to their readers, why you're in authority and why you're reaching out to them. So again, it might be like students are going back to school all over the country they're super stressed out about tests. I'm an anxiety expert who wrote the book on children's anxiety. I'm reaching out with my three tips to help lower anxiety. I've included them below. So again, introduction to why you're reaching out, showing them who you are, why they should choose you for this topic and why you're reaching out. And then I put the, like the bulk of my pitch in bullet points. Like, these are my suggested tips I'd love to share, this, this, and this. Or here's some information about what this book will, will showcase, this, 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 this. That way they're looking at it and they're saying, okay, this is who she is. This is the book outline, or these are the expert tips she will present. And here's any like a closing that's formal. And I and that would be like that's a very summarized version, but again, clear subject, brief intro, bullet points, baby because eyes love bullets. You can stage all the information they see. And then a closing saying like, I'll be in touch to follow up, or here's a link to my media kit, etc. That's like a basic breakdown. What would be, what would happen if they, if, let, let's say this email really is compelling to them. And I guess the compelling in this case means the immediate, it stands out from all, all, the, all of the other emails. They immediately understand I should read this email and also this email is making my job easier. <laughs> exactly. And that's why it's so important to do what we did be, said before. Instead of just being like, I'm going to send a bunch of emails and hope someone pays attention. It's like, where do I belong? I would rather you spend some time while they're working on this book with you, learning how to craft a media list of people where you're slowly, like it's all out there. It's the internet world. It's all free on Instagram and LinkedIn and Google. You're like, let me create a list of the top 10 like dot coms that talk about women's health, I'm a women's health expert. And let me start writing down names. And then I'm going to start introducing myself. And I and I want to just go back to when we're talking expert tips and you're listening, you're like, I'm an author. What does this mean? Again, 
one of the fastest ways to get in when you are an author is to show up as an expert. That's going to allow you, it's like a backdoor in to then talk about your book and everything. Like, you know, Sabina is the author of Advice for Anxious Kids. That's a bigger promotion for me than people would realize. So again, um, you're you're finding that stuff ahead of time so it's easier to execute those things. And what will then happen next? How, what is, what so does the process look like? A couple, depending, number one, on who you reached out to. Let's say you reached out to a T. And let, like, first of all, never feel alarmed or like depressed if the answer is nothing, because that's most of the time with press. Like, like you know, you pitch and 10 to 15% of your emails get responded to and the rest are just like, they won't respond if they don't need to, because otherwise they'd be responding to random emails all day long to say no thank you or later. So it's sort of like, we will tell you when we need you, but let's think positively. So let's say they are like, oh, this is so great. Now, a couple things, if it's a .com, they're just going to send you questions over most likely or get some quotes from you, something like that. If it's a book editor, they're gonna ask you for a galley copy or a book copy and some more information about their books so they can decide if they want to put you on a book list. If it's a TV producer and they are like, oh my gosh, these expert tips about financial freedom are excellent, then they're going to then engage with you next and say like, we'd love to book you for an interview. Let's talk about the topic you're going to share. Let's pick some dates. And I, and I don't want to go like too deep with you all, but when any of these things happen, when they're interested in more I want you to remember that you have more power than you think. Like if a producer says, I'd love to do your tips about anxious kids to you, you want to know that that doesn't mean you just show up one day and they ask you a bunch of questions. Instead, you will send suggested talking points to them for any interview. If Entrepreneur Magazine or Parents Magazine says, we want to interview you about your anxious kids advice, I would, as a publicist and a PR strategist, Free, like even with us, I say, here are some suggested questions we can talk about, right? Because that is what you want to do to make your interviewer prepared. They don't know you. So again, when you start getting these yeses, and if it's for more, like if it's a quote, easy. If they just want your book cover, easy peasy. If they want to actually interview you, you need to know, I need to show up there prepared by sending suggested questions, sending my bio. If you have a name that's hard to pronounce, letting them know these things. You can control more of the interview that way. Otherwise, you show up. They have asked an intern or themselves at night to prepare for it. Nobody's fully sure of your mission. But if you help them prepare, it makes for a better interview. Ah, Sounds good. So you have mentioned a lot of different media now, but any media that authors specifically should pay attention to or keeping their eyes on? Yeah, the first thing I'll say, no matter where you are, what country, what state, whatever it is. The first thing we always like to overlook because it feels like "Mm," is local press, but local press has had a big resurgence. It's powerful. And also you will not get to national press without it. For instance, I'm working on a segment with the Today Show in the United States for October, and they were trying to place an expert in this space, all of which are people who have books or some kind of website. And they were like, send us their examples of them on television. So if you are watching or listening to this and thinking, I would like TV press as part of my, which you should, if you're an author and expert, that is a powerful play. Then you want to start local. Local means in the United States, ABC, CBS, Fox, NBC, local, but every country everywhere has their local stations. 
So you want to start there. And I would say the minute you are listening to us on this podcast, start writing down, okay, who are my local TV stations? What is my local newspaper? Let me become like a devoted fan of their content so I can figure out how it works because you need that to progress and you also need it to practice. So the first thing is like become a master. You should know, oh, this is the person who covers entrepreneurship here. This is the person who writes about local small businesses. That is all number one required. Um, And then number two, I would say expand beyond everyone's like, oh, I just want to be an Oprah and the Today Show, and blah, blah, blah. like they have their set, like this this podcast I'm dreaming about because everybody's on it or something. And I would say expand. I would say look at things like what was once called Business Insider is now Insider. They have several verticals for different experts. I would say the platform I love a lot lately is also Her Money, which covers any kind of female entrepreneurship story, and they're looking for submissions all the time editorial, things like that. So again, expand from what you're like, oh, I must be in these places to think. Um, Another expansion I'd love to see from you all is to realize magazines are having their day, you guys. Like if you have limited bandwidth, exhausting yourself pitching magazines six months in advance and you don't even know if they're going to be around in three months is a waste of your time. Dot com, TV, podcast is like the way of the future, right? I think stressing yourself out about magazines for a person with limited bandwidth is not the way to go. So we've mentioned a PR kit, a kit, yeah, (laughs) kit (laughs) a couple of times now. What does that include? Okay, so, and it can be different things. Um, Back when I started in PR, they were like physical, you put them in a folder, they're all these pages, but you also knew that people would throw out half the pages, they didn't matter. So things you want to make it easy, and I say this also, I have a husband, my my husband, not a husband, my husband's a media guy and he would get book press releases and pitches all the time. He's like, all I want is to, to really see is who the author is with like a one sheet with their, you know, their photo, a brief bio and some talking points about them that are really interesting. I want a quick summary of the book. And again, not a giant page that I'm never going to read, but like breaking it into sections of what I'm going to get for takeaways. If you have some accolades, you can share and include in that whether, and again, you want this all to be virtual, really. Nobody wants to print out your media kit. It's, you know, 2023, 24, no one needs that. So virtually those are the three biggest things I would have. I, then I think of other add-ons, like, do I want to include some suggested interview questions? Do I want to include an excerpt for my book or testimonials? But I find that when we keep adding and adding, it's just for ourselves. It's like, we feel like we have to prove it when all people want is like, who are you? Why should I care? What's the book about? What are some cool things that show that like, you know, show and validate you awards, background credentials, exciting things, testimonials, blurbs. And to me, like, that's where you're going suggested topics you can speak to. That's really where you are going with that media kit. Um, Key things to know beyond that, though, I would say, if you're somebody really serious about pursuing press, making sure you have, of course, a photo to share. And I'm not saying get a photo shoot done. That's really expensive. I'm like, use your phone if you have to, but a professional author photo, which I'm sure you work on with them anyways, you're gonna have to use that for the media. And then if you have any desire to be on television, you want to start compiling clips of yourself speaking, even if it's you on Instagram, like talking about something related to your line of work, because I want to see that too. 
All right. So one of the things that many authors see themselves doing is a book tour. What are your thoughts on that? I feel like, oh my gosh, I feel like something went viral like earlier this year when some author was like, I went to a book signing and no one came. And then like Stephen King was like, same here. No one comes to mind. And other authors like, Must no one came to mind. And so I feel like that's also because the demand on all of us to show up to everything and make content and be nice people and smile at everybody and be good. It's like so much, right? It's not like book tours used to be when they're limited authors and limited things in the life. So I would say if you have a base, right, or people who are excited in different cities, maybe you organize some kind of event. One thing I will say, and people love or hate me on this, I don't love when people sell tickets to their book launch because I'm like, like, let us celebrate you. I don't know. That's one thing I'm not a big fan of. I'm like, we're not do it differently. But um, I do think that if you're going to do a media tour, like, a, sorry, a book tour, there's, if you're going to do like event based, I would be really careful. I'd be like, what cities do I already have a base of people in? Also remembering from a media perspective, you're talking a media tour separately. A lot of that can be done on Zoom these days. A lot of experts and authors do. So you could do like, five different cities in one week and never leave your house, right? I know an author who the other day did Nashville, Chicago, Miami, and DC, all from her place in LA. So that kind of media tour is possible. Or you say, I know I have people in Chicago, in LA, and in Mexico City, so I'm going to do something there. But to me, to ask people to come and just have you read is like the way of the past. It's more like, what kind of experience can they come for? If I'm a financial expert, are we going to empower them? I'll do a workshop. I think those things can sometimes be more empowering. I also, if I can add to that, I think that if you want to do a book tour, be clear on whether you're doing this to have new readers or mm. if it's to nurture your already existing communities. And, and I guess that's what you are also saying. You know yeah, you have a platform exactly. there. Do it for them, not for you. <laughs> and they can like at least get that base and they can bring friends and you can hype it. You can do press in the area, especially if you're an entrepreneur or expert. All you nonfiction writers we're talking to, you if you know you're going to be in Washington, D.C., you want to have some kind of people there. So you're not like, oh, I'm a stranger going to a place and nobody in the world has time. And I'm asking them, to, that's a very big ask these days. You don't have a machine behind you, right? Even sometimes now you'll go to a bookstore and you're like, oh, who is this important person that no one knew was here? So again, maybe get your base plus, do some press. They say you can meet this financial expert at a signing at Sherman's Books or something. Um, Another thing I'll say, there's another author I work with and she does it. They do a couple of them go on tour together to certain, these are fiction writers in this case, but they have a couple of bookshops they all love and work with over the years. So they will do a tour together. You can come meet them in person and ask questions. So they make it different. Um, there's another, and also I just want to give you one other idea, all of you. I know another author who does a virtual book tour, but what they get people excited about is again, like bringing on some extra people, bringing on a cool people to person to interview them on this book tour. Again, whether real life or in person, like give me some incentive to come see you, have a really great host, maybe a panel discussion that's not just you, though you can have your own speech. Um, those are things that get people excited as well. And then I saw them, um, this author was then, they'd always pick a different independent bookstore and suggest people buy books there. So again, there's different 
ways you can get people excited and talking about that tour. Ah, sounds good. Sabina, I, this can be, uh, these are a lot of ideas. This can maybe seem a little bit overwhelming. So how can authors streamline all of this work? <laughs> yes. I mean, even in the time we have, there's like to condense so much about PR can feel like a lot. The first thing I'm going to say is just like anything, whether you're learning Instagram or, so here's an example my husband, amazing at media. The other day I said, oh, go check out this post on Instagram on my sister's post. And he was unable to find it because he was like, what's a static post? Real stories. Like he couldn't find her post, even though it was just on her feed because he doesn't know Instagram and it was hidden with a pin, whatever. My point is, it's always hard until we know how to do it. So, so, so PR can feel daunting in the beginning. The first things we do are slow down and say, okay, what do I need to do first? Like maybe a very easy step is to say, I'm going to think maybe... Once a week, I'm going to schedule some time to do a little bit of research, see some places I could start sharing my expertise and authority and putting it in my little spreadsheet. Maybe on Mondays, I just do research and online research and reading different websites that I could be on, looking at my local newspaper, watching the streaming TV from my local TV channel, because I'm sure you don't like watch it all day on your own. So like scheduling pockets of time to do that, because I firmly believe with PR once you put one step down, like the next right step appears, but just watching it feels overwhelming. But taking baby steps to it can get a little bit easier. And so again, researching places I belong, putting them in a some kind of home, and then just story ideating, like starting to play with some ideas. I think those are some really great ways to be good. Are there any specific tools they can use? In terms of outreach, I think to me, tools you should know, like I rely on very simple things. I don't think you need like a HubSpot or anything. I use a Google Doc for tracking. I shoot interviews from Zoom. So a lot of that is super easy. I research media people on LinkedIn, Instagram, and Google. So again, all of it's pretty straightforward. Um, I don't think you need a lot. And that's what we want to say to you. Like you don't need to be buying media lists because they will be out of date the very next month because media is so moving around all the time you don't need to be sending big press releases over pr newswire and spending thousands of dollars for no one to read them what you really want to commit to is again finding people to teach it like i love what we do because we give people resources tools templates to execute it but again realizing that a lot of this can be done with the basic business tools you have right now ah that's cool Thank you for now, so, Sabina. Maybe we will talk again uh, at some other point. This has been really great. Lots and lots of value for listeners. I'm sure they yeah, will agree. I hope they take a try because you know, there's someone out there right now who needs your story and your advice and your take on things, and we have to help them find us. So it's your mission to do that. Yes. Thank you so much. You're so very welcome. 